Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1173. Failure is a down payment to success. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Zach Adams. Hey, Zach, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. And uh, I'll just say you better stay out of Zach's way and you're going to find out in a minute. Zach Adams is from Orlando, Florida, and he's been racing monster trucks for 10 years. At the young age of four, Zach was introduced to the sport by his father, Greg Adams, and he was hooked. Greg was a successful driver of the Eliminator monster truck, and when Zach turned 22, it was his turn at the wheel. His talents earned him the MTRA Rookie of the Year Award in 2009, and today he pilots the Hyperlube Annihilator. All told, he's amassed 55-plus wins. Zach also builds custom truck components and parts with his CNC skills. His 2014 Ford Raptor is 10 feet tall, has a height of 12 feet 6 inches, and weighs 10,000 200 pounds. That's why I said, do not get in Zach's way. He'll just run right over you. Zach attributes his Ford success to Hyperlube Premium Lubricants, a supplement that was originally formulated way back in the 1950s by Harold Hilton. You'll find a wide variety of their additives at hyperlube.com. So Zach, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment before I jump into the questions and share a little bit more about a very interesting career driving monster trucks and your passion for automobiles? You know, uh, growing up around the sport was definitely different, uh, than most kids, you know, uh, most people just, their dads work a nine to five and come home and see him every day. You know, I lived where on the weekends, my dad was gone. I got to see him shortly through the week. And then as I did through the week growing up as a kid, you know, he'd come home with a broken truck or blown motor and we'd be thrashing and fixing stuff. But there was nights I'd spend as a kid just laying on the couch in the shop, sleeping while they were putting the truck back together, waking up middle of the night, witnessing what was going on. And it kind of opened my eyes to the sport of any any amount of racing that somebody would put in for dedication for something they love. You know, it's, you got to put your whole heart and soul into it, witnessing that as a kid. And then, you know, my passion growing up and vehicles and cars and dirt bikes, ATVs, go-karts, you know, every kid that wants those toys, it just grows into a bigger, bigger dream when you start getting into vehicles. You know, you get to the age of 14, 15, 16 years old, and you get your license, and you want to get out and drive, and you just, you grow your passion from there to modify things or change things that you way you want, and it, it's something that I find just that kind of calms me down. It's hard to explain. Well, I'm trying to imagine how uh, driving a monster truck can calm you down because I've been to monster truck shows and, oh my gosh, it's incredible. But you touched on something else there, and that is all the work and effort that goes into these vehicles before the big weekend show. Those of us who go and watch this, we see you run and we think, oh, that's cool. What a nice thing. You spend a couple hours out in the dirt and you that's it. What a nice life that must be. But uh, I think we all know when you start thinking about it, we're going to learn more about you and your dad and 
and the, the tough work and the teamwork it takes to build these things and participate and take them all over the country is quite impressive. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your success in your life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, so Zach, take the wheel. Mine would be a failure is a down payment to success. You know, when nice. whenever you're trying to build something new or there's a chance, you know, you can get lucky and get things right the first time when you're actually trying to accomplish something. In most cases, error applies to everything when trying to make advancements. The key is just to never give up. Yeah, I love that saying. Error is the down payment to success or failure is the down payment to success. I I think that's a fantastic way to look at it because no doubt you guys spend an awful lot of time prepping for these shows. And then you go out and sometimes I've seen shows where the first run, the truck breaks and that's it. It's all over with. And you kind of learn from that, I would guess. It's the only way you can get through a weekend like that. Yeah, you know, it's crazy that people, you know, they love what we do. You know, they see basically, you know, an hour and a half of an event where where any given truck probably only runs about 15 minutes of that in total time. And in those 15 minutes, yeah, we're having fun and it's a good time, but those 15 minutes of fun cost us about 60, minimum 60 hours of work wow. in the wow. week to try to, you know, just a maintenance one. Not, not if, you know, we break it, we lose half the body in a rollover, you know, you're just adding on to the workload and, sleepless nights. Yeah, it's a tough, tough sport. And it it looks, I won't say it looks easy, but it looks like you're just out there having all this fun. But you're right, all the back end preparation. And that's really where the event, the races won. I've had so many racers on the show that preparation is the key to success is another one of those great attributes. Yeah, incredible, but great way to look at it. I love your optimistic outlook on learning from our failures as a great way to get through life and be more successful. Now, you kind of already answered this question, and I like to ask my guests if they can talk about a pivotal moment in their life when they knew they were going to be a car guy. I mean, sleeping on a couch out in the garage where your dad was working on trucks when you were a kid is pretty darn cool. But is there a moment in time when you realize, you know what, I'm going to get, I'm going to climb up, literally climb up into the driver's seat, and I'm going to do what my dad did. I'm going to drive one of these things. As a kid, I always did. You know, he had trucks in the shops, you know, and, you know, you just, Hanging out with dad, you, you're in the shop and any kid likes to climb on things. So, of course, my jungle gym was a monster truck. So I was always climbing in and around and on the trucks and in the driver's seat. And uh, it just grew from there. I mean, it was it was something that I fell in love with at a young age and it stuck with me for my whole life. No doubt. Now, can you remember the first time you were able to turn the key and actually not so much go out on a show, but like drive one around the yard or down the driveway or God forbid down the street. Yeah, actually I do. Uh, when, uh, we were, we were real busy. We, we had to, uh, get to an event, you know, one of them long weeks, about 17 years old and dad, he took off. He had to go get parts and I had to stay there and weld on a rear axle housing on the steering knuckle. And he's like, well, you know, if you can, get that welded up before I get back then that's less than the load on what we have to do later when we get these parts and we can put it, it back in a trailer and head to an event. Well, uh, went to start working on it and of course the welder wouldn't reach. So at that point, you know, I didn't want to wait, wanted to get the job done because we had a deadline to make. So just 
on my own, got in the truck, primed the engine, started it up, backed it out of the shop, turned it turned it around and backed it right back in the shop and got the job done, fixed the housing. And uh, yeah. by the time he was back, it was ready to go. <laughs> did he did he say, hey, how'd the truck get turned around? Yeah, he was he was quite surprised that, you know, how did it get turned around? And I was, well, you know, I started it, moved it around. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of like, well, did you do this? Did you do that? You know, any kind of procedure that somebody would have to start something, especially with a high-end motor. I answered all his questions just like, you know, he would have been doing it by himself or if I was doing it while he was there. And Very from then cool. on, it was actually another, it turned into another job for me where at the end of the events, when at the time I was helping him as crewing while he was in the truck, I was working on the truck in between race rounds and tiring the truck up before the show, tiring it down after the show. Well, it turned into, well, since you know how to do that, you need to take the truck back outside after the event. As I go up and do autographs, and you can just take it out and get it tired down and loaded in the trailer. So when I'm done, we can leave. (laughs) Well, all those years of observing, you obviously were observing because, yeah, right. It's not as easy as jumping in a streetcar and just turning it around. There's a lot of procedural things with these things. You mentioned a trailer. I'm trying to imagine what kind of trailer can you fit a monster truck into? Uh, it's a 53-foot race trailer. It's 102 inches wide. And what we do is we actually uh, take the big tires off and we put uh, transport tires on them to Got load them in the trailer. So yeah, that part's gotcha. the easy part. It's the hard part is moving around the 1,000-pound tires and getting them loaded in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, everything is just the scales are absolutely incredible. Having gone to SEMA this past summer and seen some of the big giant trucks they have out there that aren't even as big as your guys' trucks, I just look up and go, oh my gosh. I mean, how do you even pick a part like that up or, or get it on? So very impressive. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. You've chosen to follow your dad's career. You mentioned it's a tough career. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of away from the family time. Uh, it's stressful. Um, you just don't know how things are going to go. Um, no doubt you've been faced over these last 10 years of racing with some challenges, maybe even a failure or two that have tested you. Could you walk us through one of those specifically and tell us how it kind of helped you learn a little bit so you could move forward and be more successful as you move moved on in your career? I'm a big person on not getting upset or getting too mad, you know, kind of laugh things off because things happen. It's, in a, it's a motorsport. There's always bad luck. There's always something that's going to go wrong it's they're all mechanical machines and as we know it mechanical things fail and then when you look at what we're doing we're abusing them every time we get in them so you can't really get mad when something breaks it is frustrating but uh the best thing you can do is just put your head down and get back at it and fix it and get back out there because the true thing is to keep the fans happy you know that's what we do it for is all Mm -hmm. the kids that I mean, I, I know I was growing up as a kid. I love, I'm still a fan of the sport. I love watching other trucks run. And it, in the, you know, as a kid growing up and watching it, I loved it. And so I know how kids feel. They love these things. And that's what we want to do. We want to keep these kids happy and give them a show and want them coming back for more. What's one of the hardest things when you're out there doing a show? Because as I watch these things, the first thing I think of is, Oh my gosh. I mean, they're, they're driving over cars. They're flying through the air. They're bouncing off of things. But my first thought is, how do you even see where you're going? Because you're so high up in the air. So 
maybe walk us through what's one of the most difficult things about doing an event like this in a truck like that. Is it visual, how you see it? Is it uh, things go wrong, things tip you off? Uh, what's it like? You know, it's it, there's a lot of things going on. You know, we have to we have to be conscious of our, our awareness on an arena floor. Believe it or not, the the smaller the arena, the harder it is. Uh, we do we do hockey floors where they still actually have the boards up. They just take the ice out, and we're running on the concrete. That's hard. I mean, these things do turn pretty sharp being four wheel steer, but. On concrete, it, it's just like being on asphalt, and with as wide as the rubber we have, there's a driving finesse to get it to turn, and you don't want to do any damage to them hockey boards, or you're responsible for it. But as far as visual, visual's not too bad. I mean, we're in there tight. The only thing, only type of vision we have is our peripheral vision. So mm-hmm. whatever we can, we could see with our eyes or move to our eyes. That's what we can see. Uh, our heads. With all the head and neck restraint technology with the past few years, as good as it's gotten, we can't move. We're in there so tight that all we can see is what our eyes can move to see. Like all our floor paneling and shielding is all out of Lexan, so we can see through the floorboard when we're in the throttle or flying through the air and the windshield. That definitely helps our vision, but we we can't see behind us. We're in so tight. Yeah. We don't know yeah. what's going on behind it. It's all about feel with what you know is behind you. No doubt. You know, I think about monster trucks and some of the different things you guys do, and I'm not going to call them tricks because I think that trivializes them much too much too much because it looks very hard to me. Uh, what's the most difficult maneuver that you guys do that has the most risk involved? You know, there's guys doing backflips and stuff now with them. It's that's more about throttle control. I think the hardest thing uh, for me and the truck that I run now, the Hyperlube Annihilator, I run a locker front and rear. So to do a donut on asphalt is really, really hard for me because everything's in a bind when you're turning so sharp. And just right. to try to get it to break loose is is a fight. But once it breaks loose, you can do one heck of a donut. It, it makes for a good donut. It's just getting it to break loose. And if you can't, usually you end up on your lid. Yeah, I've seen that too. I've seen some of those things. You talk about doing a donut. Most people think of going around a few times. Sometimes you you look like a top. You're just spinning. Just bzzz. It's incredible. Yeah, it's pretty much like you just drive a stake right through the middle of the truck and the truck spins yeah. around that stake. Yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. Well, let's shift gears and talk about a big aha moment in your career. Now, you've been doing this for 10 plus years, so I'm not sure if I should call you veteran yet, but boy, you've been doing it for quite a while. Is there a highlight in your career where you kind of decided to take a new path and say, you know, this is the path I'm going to go down? Maybe it had to do with a vehicle selection or if there's different classes within uh, the Monster Truck Series. Uh, Talk us through one of those big career aha moments. You know, the first truck that I built, Rizlone had sponsored it, and uh, I, I did many, many great years with that. You know, Rookie of the Year in 2009, and had a racing championship in 2012 with it, and it was a great truck. But with times changing and my driving style kind of coming out on its own and being a little bit different, it was time for me to to build a new truck, especially with the sport advancements and the obstacles that they were putting out. I mean, we were just getting bigger and bigger obstacles. So I needed to upgrade for 
for the reason of my style mainly. And then that challenge kind of, as we started to hit production of building a new chassis and getting things designed in like we wanted for, for this new style chassis, I listed a truck for sale at one of our old ones. And lo and behold, a, a good friend of mine out of Texas calls me four hours later after I listed it for sale and it was sold. So, you know, at the beginning of the year, I had listed or had booked two trucks for winter events and now I was down to one truck. So this truck Uh-oh. that I was <laughs> yeah. working on had to be built and we built it in 76 days from basically from the time we laid the first tube to when it dri- drove out under its own power. And wow. when we drove, when I drove it out under its own power, I loaded it in the trailer and went to an event with it. It was untested, untuned, had a bunch of brand new parts on it. You know, any anytime somebody builds something as far as a race vehicle, you're you're gonna have gremlins. You're gonna have to have t- you're gonna have tweak on it and get yeah. through yeah. all the newness and get it dialed in. And we take it to the first event and a lot of veteran drivers there and. Uh, end up pulling out a racing win with a brand new truck, you know, and it, it just, it stapled into my mind that we were doing a good thing. We were doing the right thing. And our program was on, on track to pick up a lot more wins. And, you know, what, what we had learned over the years was definitely catching up and everybody else was seeing it. Very cool. Congratulations for that. Well, this next question is kind of similar in a way, but maybe we go a little further back and talk about your first really special vehicle or truck. That first vehicle that you got that really had a special meaning to you? Yeah, I'd probably say it was it was my '98 Jeep Cherokee. It, you know, it's nothing that was an awesome vehicle. You know, everybody as a 16 year old wanted the coolest vehicle they could get, but mine was just a '98 Cherokee. You can, you know, your first vehicle. Once you get rid of it, you'll probably never get it back. But uh, it, it was what got the really got the ball rolling on learning mechanics and modifying vehicles to another level it was, it was the first vehicle that i had ever put a lift kit on put bigger tires on you know upgraded the stereo system put lights on it so it just that vehicle got everything rolling and it snowballed from there yeah yes indeed it did how about seller's remorse is there a vehicle you've had that you've sold that you really wish you had back yeah i'd have to say that was probably my 08 uh f350 power stroke and they you know they they get a bad rap from people with a six four power stroke on cracked pistons and you know egr leaks and this that and the other and that truck i i just kept it simple and did slight modifications put wheels tires level kit changed all the lights to leds paint matched the grill and badges and numerous motor motor upgrades i mean full exhaust intercooler piping EGR delete, custom tuning, and and it was very it was one of the few vehicles that I never had any issues out of. I drove it to New York and back. I had it all the way out in Vegas and back, and that truck never it never let me down. It always was there, and you know it, it's funny. I didn't even really want to sell it. Truck was sitting outside. I was working in the shop, and some kid showed up with his grandpa, and he offered me money for it, and. I couldn't refuse it, and it was a good price. And I actually ended up making uh, fourteen thousand dollars on the truck. So, wow! I had wow. to let it go. Yeah, well, sometimes that's the way it is. 
Well, I would love for you to share what has you excited right now about your career and the Hyperloop Annihilator. We're towards the end of the year here. Next year has got all sorts of new adventures for you. So what has you fired up these days? Hyperloop, they jumped on board with us this past year and great company. Like you said, been around since the 50s, make great products. They've been in the shipping industry since the beginning, you know, out west and their their oil supplement product we've been using and using it in our gearboxes for the transfer cases and our rear ends and we we watch guys that just grenade rear ends week in and week out and here we are not having any problems we haven't had problems in years with the stuff that we use from Hyperloop and Rizlone and we we love them for that you know it's something that we don't have to worry about with their products it's it's never in the back of our mind that we're going to have a problem. We love that. And now, you know, we're working on a couple of custom projects that uh, we got going in the shop. We we finished a Bronco the, a couple of years ago and been showing it. And now we're working on a 73 F600. We built a custom air ride frame, body dropped it. We're using a twin turbo Cummins, 12 valve Cummins in it. And uh, we actually got a adapter to uh, bolt one of our C6 race trainees that we use in the monster truck behind it. So it shouldn't have a problem with that. And with the customization that we're using on this truck, actually going to use it to take it to shows and drive it to local shows and have a ball with it where the, the monster trucks, you know, we can't really, like I said earlier, we only get 15 minutes of fun with it in a night where this one, we can, we could take it on a, four-hour trip if we wanted to and kind of enjoy ourselves a little bit more on on that side of the aspect with what we do. So it'll be a great challenge and we're ready to see it done and actually have some fun and see more people at shows that we go to and relax a little bit on that end. Sounds like a cool plan. Do you have a busy season next year planned? Yeah, we're going to, we're definitely going to hit up uh, some more car shows. We've, we've uh, done a couple in the past in the winter when, it, you know, it's, it's hard on um, our trucks to get them out in the winter. You know, uh, you get, we run a 50 weight oil plus having the Hyperloop oil supplement in our engine. It, the oil in, you know, 30 degree weather and under, it just gets like molasses. So there's a lot of prep to heat the engines up before we even fire them up. And then same thing with using it and using the products in our transfer case and our rear ends. It's so thick, it it just hardly wants to move, and it's actually harder on things. So we got to warm stuff up, which where we like going to do a couple car shows right in the beginning of winter from January to February as the temperatures are still below freezing. We'll do that, and it's great because kids are, they can actually get up, touch the truck, see the mechanics of the truck, and we can get a younger generation enthused about an automotive industry or automotive world that they probably wouldn't have got elsewhere so it it definitely helps on that end and then once the temperatures come back up we'll start doing some spring and summer and some fall shows again and we have a busy season plan just like we did last year and or th- this year excuse me and we'll travel to east coast to stay in the med- midwest to the south to out west wherever we need to go and just try to put on a good show for everybody Absolutely. And I remind our listeners, if you want to learn more about Hyperloop, just go to 
hyperlube, H-Y-P-E-R-L-U-B-E.com about the products that uh, Zach has shared with us today. Okay, Zach, if you woke up tomorrow in the garage and you were manifested into a car or a truck, you literally turned into a car or a truck, what would you be and why? I'd have to say it'd, it'd probably be a, like a, a desert chase truck. You know, it's cool. It, it's one of those things that it kind of describes me. You're, I'm fully capable uh, as a race truck to to run the race, but just like yeah, I have the ability and the tools to fix everything. You know, when I go to a show, I'm usually a one man show, and it's crazy because people come up to me that have crew members that are fans that come up and say, "Well, where's all your guys?" and I'm like, well, I'm, I, I'm I'm by myself. I'm the driver, the crew chief, the mechanic, the semi truck driver, everything. I do it all by myself, and wow. it just it just amazes them because here they look at one guy, and you know everything you see on TV as far as NASCAR or NHRA, they got a whole crew of people, and you know they're they're down to rounds where in between rounds they got 60 minutes, where in between rounds I got two minutes to come up with a solution so they understand that and, and it just amazes them that one guy can do that but it it's it's actually just normal for me you know i've been around it so long that it, i wouldn't have it any other way it's it's i'm i wouldn't say i'm hard to work with i'm just hard to adapt with it's hard for somebody and a lot of guys can relate it's hard for somebody to jump onto your routine sure yeah well very impressive very impressive. I didn't realize that. So kudos to you for what you pull off here. Well, Zach, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. 
All right, Zach, we're back and we're entering the last lap. In your case, the last part of the arena, the lap of the arena. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? That busted knuckles will fade and the memories will carry on forever. (laughs) Very nice. I like that. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years of racing? Uh, Probably just to strive for better improvements on everything. You know, there's there's always more ways than one to do things. It's just finding the best way and the one, not the one that always works, but just getting the job done and the task done at hand. And then um, I like to always keep innovating, you know, make things better. It may not be better the first time, but, you know, after trial and error, you'll get there, you know, to improve what you're, what you're working on. Now, how about a resource? Is there a resource out there you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, a resource that I actually use a lot when I work on customer vehicles that, you know, you go, it's crazy. You go to anywhere to get a vehicle, you, you notice, or you look at a vehicle, you notice the owner's manual's gone. Even from a, a used car lot, the owner's manuals are gone. It's quite common and somebody brings in a car and I'm not familiar with it or a truck on a, just a simple thing is a, a burnt fuse location uh, in a, in the fuse box. So I always go to just give me the damn manual.com and, you know, it's great. If you need to go in there and find it for any make or model, where the fuse location is, what that fuse is doing to what the oil capacity and weight is for the motor rear differential whatever it's in there you can find it for any vehicle an icon on my phone i just click on it i'm ready to go i use it so much that is really cool i've not heard of that before what is the name of that again it's uh just give me the damn manual give me the damn manual that is that's awesome i love it that's pretty cool now, how about if I could uh, arrange for you to sit down and have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Who would that be? I'd say uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Oh, you know, the, yeah. guy, the, the guy was a legend in the racing world. He started really from nothing and worked his way up. He was a man's man, a blue collar man. You know, it was just somebody you can relate to. He wasn't arrogant. You know, it's he was a true person. Nice. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well? I would say the the James Hunt autobiography. Mm, That was great. Yeah, great book. Absolutely. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find all these resources Zach has shared on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Zach Adams, and that page will pop right up. All right, Zach, this is where it gets a little fun. As if we've not been having fun all along here, I call this last question the checkered flag, and it it can be a bit of a doozy. Uh, if you could, I could buy you one cool collector car or truck to park in your garage, something fun to enjoy. And money's no object here because I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like. But there's a couple rules. You got to keep it. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other truck parts with. I want you to drive it and enjoy it. So it needs to be something you can take out on the road and have some fun with. But you have to drive it. It can't just sit in the back of your garage. What can I buy you? I would say it'd be a... 1932 Ford Roadster, and it, it'd have to be in jet black. <laughs> nice, nice. So obviously a Deuce Coupe, something pretty cool, maybe a hot-rodded Ford Roadster, I'm imagining? Yeah, not not too hot-rodded, you know, just still kind of simple and classy, but yeah. a little hot rod. There you go. Well, that's not too bad. 
you haven't beat me up too much with my wallet today, so I think I can go out and find you something pretty cool in jet black. Well, Zach, you have taken me on one wild ride today. I knew you would, being a monster truck driver. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. I want to thank Hyperloop for putting us together. Great sponsor you have there. Is there one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might uh, offer us before you drive off into the sunset in that 32 Ford Roadster? I'd say rise above failure. You know, keep your head up. Never give up on your goals and dreams. That's one thing you see with people, you know, they get down on themselves when it comes to any kind of challenge. Just keep that head up. Keep keep striving for your dreams and you'll get there. Uh, it just takes it, it just takes some determination. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and what you're doing? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at uh, Zach Adams Defender Monster Truck or Instagram with Rizlone underscore Defender or, you know, at Hyperlube.com with any up up-to-date news uh, on their Facebook as long as as well as Rizlone and Bars Leaks Facebook will be on there. They're always plugging us in and showing what we're doing, up-to-date things and new and improved products will be on there and keeps everybody, you know, with with the times changing, all the new vehicles, it keeps everyone up-to-date with all the stuff. Absolutely. I'll make sure I put all those links on Zach's show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Zach Adams. And that page will pop up with all those cool links so you can follow along with what he's up to. And if you're going to be in a city uh, anywhere in the country where he's going to perform, I think you want to go and watch. this. Are, these shows are just so much fun, especially if you've got kids. They love the monster trucks. Zach, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Sounds good. Thanks. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.